Warning, this episode contains some salty PG language and frank discussion about Halloween. Welcome to the Untold Podcast, capturing the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. I'm your host, Nathan James Norman. Well, it's the Halloween season again, so this month we have a spooky story for you. But before we jump into all that, let me remind you to pick up a copy of the Crossover Alliance Anthology, Volume 1. Right now, it's free for Amazon Kindle, and last month it was really tearing up the charts. We reached number 4 in the short story Christian Anthology market, and we breached number 39 on the Christian Science Fiction list, just behind one of the Left Behind books. Not a bad start. Go grab a copy. Well, like I said, it's Halloween, or as we need to say in the church, harvest season. I grew up in the church, and there's nothing that divides quite like the subject of Halloween. Should Christian parents allow their kids to go trick-or-treating? Should Christians hand out candy to the neighborhood kids or shut off the lights and hide in the basement? Should churches host alternative Halloween festivals on the same day and distribute candy from their car trunks in an event that John Acuff has referred to as junk in the trunk? And should kids and adults attending these events be required to dress up like Bible characters? And which Bible characters are fair game? Does it have to be Peter, Paul, or Mary? Or is the Witch of Endor acceptable? What about the reconstituted skeleton from Ezekiel's Valley of Dry Bones? or Runaway Naked Mark, or The Angel of Death, or The Red Dragon in Revelation. As a kid, I remember hearing over and over from the anti-Halloween crowd that if we went trick-or-treating, we were taking a step toward Satanism. I never listened, though. But I can tell you that I did descend into darkness one year and egged a few neighbor homes with my friends. And then we felt bad about it and never did it again. In fact, in almost 15 years of ministry, I've only run across one person whose mom said their move towards paganism was directly linked to going trick-or-treating. He said it was other things. But what's a Christian to do? It seems to me this is a wisdom call. In 1 Corinthians 10, the Apostle Paul gives some instruction on when it was permissible and not permissible to eat meat sacrificed to an idol. But then fast forward to Revelation 2, and Jesus is condemning the churches at Pergamum and Thyatira for eating meat sacrificed to idols. So what happened? Well, there's a world of difference in being part of the culture, eating meat that might have been sacrificed to false gods, and allowing ourselves to be molded by the culture, actually worshiping false gods. What would Jesus do? I guess he'd hand out full candy bars to kids who came by his home. Or he would take candy from the first kid that came to his house and multiply it miraculously and then give the candy out to everyone who came by. I have a hard time seeing Jesus turning the kids away or handing out gospel tracts instead of candy. Although I guess both is okay. But there's wisdom here. Are you an adult? Are you attending parties that are hypersexualized where everyone's getting smashed? Probably not a good idea. Are you a teenager going out to vandalize? No, that's not acceptable. You shouldn't do that. Are your kids actively embracing dark occultist attitudes? Then it's probably time to force them into an Apostle Paul costume and head over to the local Harvest Festival. Are you going trick-or-treating, getting to know your neighbors, welcoming your neighbor's kids to the front door of your house and handing out candy or getting candy for your kids? Probably not a bad deal. Okay, end sermon. Happy Halloween! Our story this month was written by Matt McKinney, who's also brought us episode number 20, The Saving Thunderclap. Matt's origins are shrouded in mystery and intrigue. His emergence on the earth involved tornadoes, volcanoes, and flesh-eating butterflies. 
During the day, Matt McKinney is a janitor, aka toilet jockey, at a Catholic school in Louisville. He lives with Roelf and enjoys Star Trek, Star Wars, and Lord of the Rings, among many other geeky pursuits. Matt hosts a great YouTube series called POSTOS, which is a review, riff, and commentary show of really bad Star Trek episodes. His shows are both humorous and poignant, marrying comedy with intellect. It's refreshing. Head over to YouTube and search POSTOS and you'll find him, or head to our show notes for the direct links. We've also linked to episode number 59 to POSTOS because it features yours truly in a cameo appearance as Matt reviews the absolute worst episode in Star Trek history, in my humble but correct opinion. In addition to this, Matt has a regular segment called Trek Talk on the Spirit Blade Underground podcast. So now the Untold Podcast is proud to present a special Harvest Festival episode, Friends in the Dark, by Matt McKinney. I love walking, at night. I love the stillness. Look, clouds are nearly invisible, on a moonless night like tonight. I can sense the moisture, and I see no stars, but I can only barely see any shape or texture in the sky this black night. It is peaceful out tonight. <laughs> oh great, here comes a car. Yeah, yeah, drive on Get your headlights past me. Keep going. The noise is intrusive, too. The distant rustle of an engine brings an unwelcome presentness to my thoughts. I just want to look up at the sky, dark and void, and lose myself in the mire of night. I wish it wasn't so cloudy. The stars must be brilliant on a dark night like tonight. So clear that the haze between them glows with the sapphire mist of a cold, clear night. The taillights are shrinking in the distance. The engine's rattle is far enough away that it's quiet, and even before it vanishes into the ebony distance, it has shifted from unwelcome intruder to departing guest. There's something oddly comforting about the silence and peace that returns just after a passing car has marred it. You don't notice the blessed peace until something grabs it from you briefly. Even the unnatural red lights, distant and quiet, are like some sort of exotic moving star. The traffic light, off in the distance behind me, just turned yellow. There's no traffic anywhere near there, but the light keeps on with its lonely pattern. Red, yellow, green. Red, yellow, green. Somehow, even the technological necessities can be beautiful if you set your mind the right way. Of course, the streetlight here is hardly distant and non-intrusive. As I stand beneath it, I can even hear the buzzing of the light. What makes it buzz like that anyway? Is it the gases in the bulb? My lights at home don't buzz like this. Is it the electricity? 
The moths and flies and such flitting around the light so intently don't seem to mind. They just circle and bob and glide. It makes you wonder, is it better to be a man who can ponder such things when the mood strikes him, or a bug that doesn't care and couldn't if it wanted to? Click, clack. I guess something nearby likes being a bug. I wonder what that was. Cricket? Beetle? Something I don't know? Click, click, clack. Whatever it is, it's either big or it's nearby. Click, clack, click. Or it's both. Click, clack, clack, click, clack, click. It sounds like there's several of the whatever-they-are's, and it sounds like they're getting nearer. They also sound angry. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack, click, 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 click. I don't care if it's something harmless. I'm kind of freaked out. Time to run. Ow! Is it on me? Is it on me? As soon as I reached my arm out past the light, something, something bit me. It actually tried to pull me out, too. Let's see here. I, I don't feel anything moving on my arm, but... Yup, there's the bite. Not my imagination, then. Ugly little thing, too. It stings, but the pain is fading quickly. Better squeeze the wound and... Ah, yeah, that hurts more. But there's only a dot of blood. Probably not poisonous, though I'll go to the ER to be safe. God, shut up! These things are everywhere. I can hear them all around me no matter where I turn. They don't want to come into the light. That's obvious. Click. But I can't stay here all night. Click, click. These things will eventually get tired of waiting, and worse, what if their bites are poisonous? Click, 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 click. Still, they bit me the instant I moved my arm out of this light, so they're not exactly taking things easy. Suddenly, I wish there were cars out here now. I guess I'll just wait. Somebody's bound to come by and... Oh no! The buzzing above me. I could barely hear it over the damn clicking. But it just shifted pitch and sounds like it's about to... Snap! Go out. Ow! Run, run, run! Ouch! They're under my shirt! Run faster. There's a house over there. They have a porch light. Oh, now they're on my face. I just grabbed one and, and it bit my hand. Oh, oh God! It's burrowing oh, into my hand. I'm feeling dizzy. I can't run straight. I'm going to... I wake to silence. No more clicking. And the light I had just run from is silent and dark. But how long was I out? Is it dawn? The sun must be starting to rise because I can see everything much more clearly now. Those things are all gone now, and frankly, I'm a little embarrassed. There are lots of people I can just make out in the morning haze walking around. I hope they don't think I was crazy or anything. They don't seem to be paying any attention to me, just walking about like normal. Fair enough. 
I can't see myself in the dim light to check for all the bites, but I can get down to the hospital, and there's a body right over there. Maybe that's why I tripped after all. Not from some effects of the bites. Oh no. I can tell it's a man, but I don't want to disturb what might be a crime scene. I'll go get help. Yeah, help. Maybe one of these people walking around. Hey, hey, help! Nothing. They don't even glance at me. There's one man looking in my direction, but he seems confused. He's different from the other people. He looks vaguer. Can you help me, sir? He's starting to look scared now. He probably can't see me as well. I'd better go over to him. Do you have a phone on you? There's a a, a dead man over here, and, and I need to call for an ambulance. He started to run from me. But even as I'm about to calm him down, some of the others start to call after him, too. My daughter is missing! Help! I've been attacked by some creature! I need a doctor! I'm scared! These idiots are scaring him away. He's running, actually running from me. Well, to be more accurate, he's running from them, but he's going to think I'm one of them. Sounds like they've run into the same little bastards that crawled all over me. They might need help, too. Wait, don't run into that light! One of the others called out. I looked back at the man, but instantly look away again. He's standing beneath some sort of hellish beam of glaring white light. He's just standing there, as if he feels safe. Can't he tell how dangerous the light is? Forget him helping me. I need to help him. The creatures are gone. I can see that now. But this light he's standing in isn't right. I need to pull him out of it. I see the other people are likewise running to save this poor man. I was wrong about them. They're not idiots, they're friendly. They're my new friends. Together, we can help save this man. Then he'll be our friend too. He'll thank me for it later. that was our story. I hope it terrified you. Not everyone trying to help you is a friend. I don't want to hyper-spiritualize this spooky ghost story too much, but it's a good image of negative discipleship, wherein people are not transformed into something good, but something horrible. Be sure to check out Matt McKinney's show. And while you're checking that out, remember that... This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network. For more great content and community, visit ChristianGeekCentral.com. So as we go, please remember to subscribe to our show, join our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter, blog about us, and tell your friends. And hey, we're also available on Stitcher now, so if you use that app, you can find us readily. 
So until next time, I'm Nathan James Norman reminding you, somehow even the technological necessities can be beautiful if you set your mind the right way. <laughs>